You're listening to the Coach and Joe podcast, conversations on friendship with God. Welcome to the Coach and Joe show. I'm here with my Teddy Pendergrass microphone. I made it make believe person. With Joe. Teddy Pendergrass is not real. I listen, I re listen to that show. You really don't think he's real. No, he's he's, he's not. I guarantee you the answer. This is Corey, by the way. Have you ever heard of Teddy Pendergrass? Because no, he's not real. You he's... need you need a belt whipping. <laughs> Do you know who Luther Vandross is? The musician? No, the French painter. <laughs> yes. You yes. you don't know who Luther Vandross is? <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, the French painter. Yeah. Who do you listen to? Just it, what's the fella that flops his hair around? He's twelve. Justin Bieber? Yeah, no. He was. He's not twelve. No. Do you listen to him? Yeah, I listen to Justin Bieber. Who, no. do you, who do you listen to? You probably listen to the word. Honestly, hang on a second. What do you listen to? Who do you listen to? Just Bethel. I mean Bethel music. Lately, it's just been like Jesus culture, you know, worship stuff. But I don't really listen to a lot of music. To be honest with you, you're not a music guy. Not big. I, if you did listen to music, I would say you would be, I bet you in the summertime. I think, I think country for sure. Go into the pool, you listen to Toby Keith, I guarantee you. I like, I honestly. Like, I ain't as good as I once yeah. was. I get bored, I listen to like, what I just change it up. I had someone um, come up to the altar, it wasn't too long ago. <laughs> it's actually after the altar time and we were, I was sitting in my seat. He said, hey, I just want to, I want to read the books you're, <laughs> you're reading and I want to listen to the to the podcast you're listening to. And I said, you really want to listen to the podcast I'm listening to? He goes, yeah, I just want to start growing. <laughs> I said, all right. I said, give me your phone. <laughs> I hadn't told you the story. And I had three sports podcasts. <laughs> I said, I don't know who you think I am. We are in the sport, sports lull uh, big yeah. time. Mm-hmm. You texted the other day or told me you're looking forward for football coming back. I am. It's going to be here soon. We This show focuses on helping people walk in friendship with God. And today will be the strangest show we've ever done. Okay. And I want you to tell, we were just out in in my backyard here in the worldwide studios of my basement. Okay. And we were talking about some spiritual warfare stuff Mm -hmm. and how we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And while we're talking about warfare and three people on our team have had a dream about a, about a scenario that God's showing us a lot of stuff on. And while you're talking, something happens in the natural. What was well, it? Well, on my way here, th- I didn't tell you this part, either of you two, but on my way here, I was driving, and a hawk flew probably, I'd probably say 50 yards in front and just crossed the street. This huge hawk flew. And I was like, that was weird. Uh, like, obviously, hawks are here in Greenville, so it's not weird to see one, but it just, I was just processing some stuff, and a hawk flew right all right, let's stop right there. On this episode, I want to look right into the camera. We are about to do a show on animals related to the prophetic. I'm not even kidding. Now, if you know anything about me, the closer you get to me, I'm not this guy. But I've got now probably 15 stories, if not more, of how the father, when he's doing certain things in the seasons of our lives, oh yeah, the animals will show up. The whole earth will testify to the goodness of the Lord. All right, so you see a hawk on the way over here, and then in front of us with three witnesses, this happens. Yeah, Jesus Christ said that the rocks will cry out. Yeah. Like, maybe we need to take this more literal than figurative. Like, God is the Lord of all the earth. Maybe C.S. Lewis got that revelation when the gopher started speaking, you know, in his novels. Well, I mean, Balaam's donkey, this is scriptural. You want it? Let's, let's, 
I think we'll dive into some biblical context before we can get into this. All right. Balaam was riding on a donkey, and the thing turned around and started talking to him. In the Bible, this is in your Bibles, the donkey talks to this man. The God gives God gives this man a prophetic word through the mouth of a donkey. You know that baseball's in the Bible? In the big inning? It's <laughs> pretty good. All right, so keep going. God likes coffee. Hebrews. Yeah, Hebrews. That's the way, man. I hate these jokes. Anyways, so... It, I, I, <laughs> Got me all messed up now. Hawk flies by my car. I'm on my way here. I park the car. I come down. You and Corey outside talking. We're talking about this whole circumstance situation. And I cut you off as you're talking about something. It scared me. There is a ginormous hawk that just landed on your fence right behind you. And so you turn around and there's a hawk standing right there. This is like 15 minutes ago. It's still there. I just took a picture. It's still right out there? Yes. So a hawk in the natural, not in the spirit. No. Let's don't over-spiritualize. A literal hawk. And then what happens? And then we get to talking again, and I'm looking at you, and a blue jay flies right into the tree right behind you. All right, so watch this. I'm in Israel. We'll get to you in a minute, I promise. You're like the guy on Johnny Carson that used to sit over there on the couch. He wouldn't say much. I'm in Israel, and the Father shows me. He said, I'm going to up your uh, wisdom in the night season. Uh-oh. And I, I said, okay. Oh, this story. You remember this? And I yeah, said, yeah. so you're watching my kids here for a few days. I'm in Israel. Sounds like a, a movie. By the way, brought to you by Coach and Joe Mugs. You can get one at coachandjoemug.com. No. That's not true. I think. You can't do that. For You can $2,000 into our building campaign. We'll give you one. All right. So I tell you that God's giving me a higher level of wisdom. And you tell me when I get home what happens in my backyard. Well... So, like I said, like you said, I'm house-sitting for Chad. I don't tell you this story. I was house-sitting for Chad, and you guys had a bunch of, like, rotten fruit upstairs. I think it was your in-laws. They had bought bananas, and your kids didn't I promise you I didn't buy them. Okay. I haven't eaten fruit since the third grade. (laughs) So, it was, like, bananas that were getting spoiled and some apples that were all bruised up. And I was like, hey, let me just, I I was like, hey, Ruthie, Jack, let's throw these off the the deck into the woods. Because he lives right on a hill, right with woods in his backyard. And so one morning before they take him to school, we go out there, and I'm with Ruthie. In the natural. In the natural. In the morning. It's like uh, 7.20 a.m. Not a dream. Not a dream. This really happened. I throw a banana off of the deck, and it rolls in the backyard, and an owl swoops down from a tree, what? picks up the banana, and flies away. Did you know this? Ruthie no. turns around and looks at me. Her, her eyes are like this. She's like, did you just see that? I said, Yes. There's a freaking owl. Just and you did it again. Attack the man. So then the next morning we go out there. I was like, well, that is a one in a lifetime thing. Never happened again. We go out there with apples. I went and bought a whole bag of apples at Walmart so I could throw them off the next morning. What happened? The owl does the same thing. So this time it doesn't take the apple, but it swoops down and then lands right in a tree. And we're staring at it. So I owl. get home. You tell me this. I go out into the backyard and I said, I know, I know you're out there and you can hear me. I thereby declare your name is Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And then we had to pray that he wouldn't eat Preacher, my 12-pound dog. Because he'll eat your dog. Absolutely. And I just named this hawk Joseph Reynolds. So, <laughs> oh, what happens? What happened with the hawk? After the hawk, you, you grabbed me again and something else happened. Because the bluebird, the blue jay had f- flew into the tree, and then it flew right next to the hawk. Literally, the hawk was on the fence post, and the blue jay was sitting right above it. All right, so let me tell this story, and I'm not sure where it's going yet, other than we need to be open to God connecting with us out-of-the-box ways, yep. right? Yep. So I started walking in the prophetic about 16, 17 years ago. I didn't even know what it was called. I just talked to God, and he talked back to me, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And when I would go home in the afternoons during that first spring that it happened, have you ever seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Mm-hmm. And my wife can confirm this. 
there would be so many bluebirds <laughs> and blue jays in my backyard. Yeah. It was like they were having, it was like Lou Engle had a blue jay call. They were all coming to my backyard. They were there. I'm talking at one point, Wendy was like, this is getting ridiculous. There were, you couldn't count them. And I was like, I'm not the sharpest tool in the drawer. God, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit said, uh, call Adam and Shauna Keys. So I get Shauna on the phone. And I was talking to them, and Shauna was like, hey, let me look it up because she's an intercessor and they always have one of those books that tell you about stuff. And she was like, man, the bluebirds symbolize growing in the prophetic. And I was like, whoa, because a friend of mine who became a disciple of mine that I discipled for about seven years named Justin Attridge, he would come over and I would teach him how to prophesy on my back porch. And and he would he would be like, what is going on? It was like a zoo. It was like a blue jay zoo. Right. What in the, why does the father, why does he do this? What is this thing all about? I think that, you know, one of the scriptures that came to mind when you guys were talking about this was, I don't know this specific passage, but it's somewhere in Romans where it basically says that the nature of God, I believe it says the nature of God can clearly be seen in the things that were created. Mm -hmm. And so I just believe that it's just another form of communication. Like he communicates in so many different ways and so many different facets. And I think sometimes we get into like a one-sided view of what we're used to. You know, I've heard someone say, like, if you think that God only communicates through email, then he's just going to speak to you through email. But the truth is, is that he's speaking in all different forms. And sometimes we don't catch it. It doesn't mean he's not speaking or showing us things. It just means that, like, we're not noticing that he's been speaking the whole time. Listen, listen to this one. Uh, you never heard this story. <clears throat> this was uh, one of the coldest days of the year in February, and I'm a bubble bath guy. I don't care. You know, people make fun of me. I don't care. I love bubble baths. Love them. People say, why would you bathe in your own filth? I'm, I'm, I'm a beautiful, clean man. I'm fine. I'm not filthy. <laughs> and I, I, I was in a bubble bath at the old house, at freezing cold, no leaves on the tree. And I'm in the bath, and this is what I said. I said, Holy Spirit, I want to literally know you as well as Jesus knew you while he was here. And about two seconds later, I see out of the reflection of my uh, mirror, I, I see a flutter. I didn't know what it was. So I get out of the bath and put my clothes on. And I look to my left and, and I have a witness. My wife is a witness of this. It is freezing cold. I've never seen one before or since. A white dove is sitting on a branch looking at my window. Not like one of those pigeon doves. You say, oh, I saw a dove. I'm talking about a white dove. And I said, Wendy, you have to come up upstairs. And she's like, I can't right now. I'm busy. And I'm like, babe, come up here now. And she walked in and she said, this is not normal. That dove, for probably five minutes, I sat there and stared at that dove. I think, I think in the Father's kindness, he loves to encourage us, yeah. edify us, uh, he's reminding me now that this is, I know you got a passage in a second. I got to tell this story. This, this may go a little bit longer today as a, as a show. I got witnesses to this. The day after I received the baptism of the spirit, I'm at my parents' house. This is 17 years ago. And I walked downstairs and I said, God, I don't know what to do now. Now that I can talk to you and hear you, I feel different. Something's different. I go downstairs. And when I go downstairs, I look out. Have I told you this? I look out there uh, on their, on their porch there's an owl the size of this table. This owl is so big. Well, guess what? I thought it was demonic. And I was like, Father, please protect me from the devil. Holy smokes, I got owls showing up. And this thing stared at me. It was 10 years later when I heard Chris Valentin give a sermon on how the Father is redeeming the owl. Owls follow me everywhere. 
the everywhere. I went on vacation this past weekend in Hilton Head with my wife in Harbortown. It doesn't even fit the decor of the house. <laughs> and Wendy was like, would you please look at the screened in on the, on the uh, glass door going out to the porch overlooking the harbor? There's three owls right there. Everywhere I go, there's owls. I see them in the natural. My wife is on the phone with me about a year ago, and she's walking in our house about 1030 at night. <laughs> And and uh, it it had just been prophesied over me that the father's releasing the owl to me, and I'm like, what does that mean? Wendy starts yelling on the phone. There is a literal owl on the fence staring at her, and she freaks out. I go on a jog, yes, a jog. You shut your mouth. I can feel the conviction. I go on a jog, and as I go on a jog, Holy Spirit says, turn around. I have a picture of this. I show it to the entire church. I get on the front porch of my house, and I almost had a heart attack. I walk up the front porch. There's a literal hawk sitting on my front porch who's not bothered by me and who's just staring at me. I screamed. I kept looking at it. It's just a hawk. I think the deeper you go in God, I've had feathers dropped on me recently. I prophesied over a young lady in Illinois. I gave her a prophetic word that seemed preposterous. It happened. She opened up her Bible the other day, and there was a feather in her Bible. Everywhere she goes now, feathers are following her. I think we better be careful before we pigeonhole God in that he's a Southern white Republican who loves to only teach Sunday school. He is a he, he is a, a wild God, an out-of-the-box God. Yeah. And if he can talk through a donkey, we just saw the Hulk land. Right. Guys, I know I'm hogging the conversation. I could go okay. on and on so and on. If you're listening to me right now, you may, for the first time in your life, need to be You may need to repent and say, Father, I'm so tired of even putting you in a box. And if you, now he's reminding me of this story. So be blessed and do that. The first really wild demonic thing I saw, there was a white cat on my wife's uh, black Honda Accord. And this is about six months after I received the baptism of spirit. And I looked out at the window and I walked out there and the Holy Spirit said, uh, that cat's not what you think. And I said, what do you mean? He said, do you remember when Jesus sent I mean, we're going to get the emails on this one. Do you remember when Jesus sent the demons into the pigs? I said, yes. He said, uh, com- command what's in that cat to get away from you. All I said was, <laughs> oh all I said was, in the name. I never got to Jesus. In the natural, not a spirit. That thing jumped. It was like you threw water on it. It went straight up, and it tore out of my yard as fast as it possibly could. Weren't we talking in your car at like 2.30 a.m. Uh-huh. and a cat walked by? Yes. Is that something that happened? Yes. In your old house? Yes. The, the scripture that you brought up was, is Romans one twenty. It says this, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible, quali- invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. It, it's the earth. The earth is the Lord's and all that it contains. Psalm 24. This whole, everything testifies to the nature and the goodness of who yes. God is. And he speaks through everything because it's his creation. God so loved the world that he sent his son. There's things in this world that God designed for this world. And to throw out any type of Christianity that denies the fact that God is the creative creator that can speak to his creation any way he wants is a limiting theology that we have to break ourselves from. Because God is the God of communication. He's the God of creativity. He's the God who loves it. I I just had a conversation. This is a few months ago. This is last year. About six six months ago with Brian and Rachel Woodard. They told me the story about a woman that they know. <laughs> she was sitting out on her back porch and a dove flew and landed right on her porch and would walk circles around her, literally walk circles. 
on her porch, right in front of her porch, right down on the ground. And she's sitting on her back porch, and a sheared sheep walks out of the woods. She takes a picture of the dove and the sheep. Yeah. She does not live by a farm. She's never seen a sheep there before. It walked out of the woods, stood in her yard, and then walked back in there. A sheep. Sheared. Uh, there's someone I was discipling once. I gave him a very hard word. He did not like it. And I said, do me a favor. You've never heard this story either. No. I said, do me a favor. Ask the Lord if I'm telling the truth or not. And if, if it's not, I pray that he would not just discipline me, but discipline me hard. Like, like I, I, I know what he's showing me. And that person went home and was talking to God about it in the natural. He wakes up with a spider coming down from the ceiling right there on his face. And God spoke to him in that moment and told him some things, and it happened to be true. I think the whole point of this is this. I, I don't talk to animals. I'm not a pet detective, and I'm not even that weird. Like, this stuff happens to me. I don't happen to it. Sir. It happens to me. But we have to be open to receiving from God in any way he wants to speak yes. to us. I'll give you another example, and then I'm going to go to you, Corey. I was leaf blowing two or three years ago at my other house, and uh, I just love to talk to the Father all the time. I really don't. If I had to go into a prayer chapel and pray all day, I just couldn't do it. I would just scream. But I love to just pray without ceasing. And I said, Father, what's on your mind? He said, I want to teach you about spiritual warfare in a way that you've never learned it. And I said, okay, one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. I looked down, there is a snake at my foot, and I, I just jumped. Well, the Father just said, I want to teach you about spiritual warfare. I go on a hike two weeks ago. I'm with Mike Jones, and I said, it's only a matter of time before we're going to see a snake on one of these trails. Ten minutes later, there's a snake. I think God enjoys teaching us in ways yeah. that catch us off guard. What better way yeah. to catch us off guard? The dadgum hawk about flew over my head out there. Yeah. You're feeding my pet owl. <laughs> Bananas. Right? Yeah. Bananas. He attacked that man. That's like something that people wouldn't believe. You're, it was ridiculous. That You're, is strange. That's why, amazing. Why are people so afraid to connect with God in out-of-the-box ways? I just think uh, the first thing that comes to mind is is religion. Um, I think when you've been brought up and or trained, so to speak, to think a certain way about God, um, there's almost like this fear that's associated with it. It's mm -hmm. almost like the the fear of being perceived as different or weird or um, just something that you're not used to. You know, he'll he'll speak in ways that aren't predictable, and I think some. Something in people wants to be able to still like be in control yeah. or to understand or have complete clarity. And I, I think that if you, if you feel like you can't immediately explain something or have an immediate grid for like why something happened, then it just creates a, a tension, especially like in the, in the, in the face of religion, you know, everybody wants an immediate response. Like a, they want clarity. They want you to be able to explain um, and I'm not trying to devalue like explanation, but the fact is, is that he's present and he's going to communicate to you just like your parents do and did before you ever had a grid for it or could come into any understanding for it. There were things that happened to us. That's good, There's things that happen to us relationally in the natural as we grow up um, and grow before we ever come into any kind of understanding or grid for it. So he's not intimidated by our by our lack of perception or being able to understand or explain, he just loves. And yeah. like through that, he's going to pursue and he's going to communicate. And he's not as serious as people think that he is. And so he has, he has no problem embracing like a childlike manner in order to convey things. 
Well, I sincerely pray that at least this show, particularly today, would just make you wrestle. Are you open to encountering a God outside the box? May you may you refuse to be someone that hems him in with your own thinking patterns. And maybe, just maybe, God wants to connect with you in ways that don't seem normal. Go in peace. You've been listening to Coach and Joe. For more information and additional content, please visit bridgewaynetwork.org.